0: Hey, welcome to the Blissful Biz show, video, and podcast Um. So excited you're here. Today I have a super special guest, um Wanda batval Um we met I think 2016 or 17s in Bali. We have been working together. I visited her in Portugal. She's really a dear friend of mine and um she's also a really really inspiring yogipreneur. She runs a online yoga studio yoga teacher trainings written already two books um has a podcast and yes she's just really really inspiring i can't wait for you guys to meet her um so let's get started
1: Wanda, welcome to the Blissful Biz Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me, Susanna. I know. I'm very happy to be here with you right now. (laughs) It's about time, right? I can't believe that
0: I've already had the podcast for two years. And um, yes, we've never really had you on here because I think you're like one of the first yoga teachers that I actually really got to work with.
1: Back yeah, in... yeah 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 it's true i i was also thinking like how long we actually know each other i think it's like six or seven years even i think it was 2016 yeah. or 17 yeah, yeah. in, in yeah. bali it's quite a while already yes we met in <laughs> bali um <laughs> and so that's really weird for us. yeah that's
0: so weird for us to speak english together because we're both from germany but we we'll do our best
1: <laughs> I actually enjoy it. Um, I have to admit, I prefer the English language, uh, for the German. <laughs> I think so many things you can say much easier in English and much more direct. And I, yeah, I, I really like to speak English, so I'm happy to.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I get it. Um. I love speaking English, reading English, Um, and I think especially when you're teaching yoga and you've done all your trainings in English, it's so weird to switch to German, right? So we can talk about that in a little bit, but I would like to start um, with you. Just like introduce yourself. hello, our listeners what you do. I think not everybody knows you and just a little bit of your backstory.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, where to start. I'm Wanda Batwal um I am I was born in Germany, even though I don't feel typically German, I would say. I feel much more like a citizen of the world um yeah, I lived in Bali for three years where Susanna and me met. Um, now we just recently last year moved to Portugal. Um, yeah, I'm working as a yoga teacher. I, um, started doing yoga, I think 15 years ago, um, started the inner journey, the inner path of therapy, coaching, meditation, maybe like 20, 25 years ago. So I was like 15, 16 when I did my first silent retreat, when I started, um, looking inwards uh even though i my big dream was before i committed to this inner path of yoga of self reflection um to become an actress so i studied acting dancing and singing right after school uh, i was a long time working as a model and so that was a beautiful opportunity to finance my life um as some of you might know working as an actress is not financially very rewarding <laughs> so so the modeling was for sustaining my life in berlin for yeah a, a quite quite a good while and i was quite successful as a model and but uh, in the age of 27 i was struggling um with that very superficial world and this very externally focused world and a lot of judgment and comparison and yeah, so I had lots of uh, self-worth issues and I honestly, I felt all the time, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Um, And that was, you know, in that childhood wound. And the the job of of being um a model and actress actually fed into that wound um constantly you know as an actress as a model you have to deal with rejection so you have to be okay with constantly being rejected and that I didn't take that easy. Um, I don't know who can take it easy, but I didn't. And you know many actors, models um they start drinking, they start taking drugs, you know, to try to deal with that. Um, comparison and rejection and all that pressure that is put onto you in that world. So, um, everything we see, you know, in the magazines, this glamorous life and is, is actually, it can be very, uh, I think we all know it now from, you know, documentaries of Lady Gaga and stuff that it can be very lonely that many of these, you know, stars are dealing with depression. And so, yeah, so I was actually on a point when I was 27 when I hit, you know, a wall or you can also call it burnout where I really felt burned out from that um from that life that I was living in Berlin, uh constantly running to castings. I was doing yoga for quite a while then. Um so that was my balance. Uh, that was where I was, you know, um getting some energy and I was really at a point where I ask myself like um why am I actually doing this like (laughs) because I I actually love being an actress um but um there's a lot to that job that is um yeah very very frustrating and and a lot of waiting and a lot of yeah it's it's it can be very draining so I was um Mm -hmm. there and then I did a ayurvedic um so I took myself out of my life. I said, okay, I take a break. I did an Ayurvedic um, cleanse for two weeks. I went into an Ayurvedic clinic. And that was a starting point of letting go of an old self, letting go of uh, my old dream, um, and really committing to my inner path, to my spiritual path. And I started right away becoming a yoga teacher, did my first yoga teacher training, in Berlin back then um, and right away started teaching and really felt in my purpose and then I realized well maybe the yoga that is taught in the west is very physically based and I like to dive more into the deeper uh, philosophy of yoga and the energetic work and meditation and tantra so yeah and then I felt I, I want to go to the east and Bali was calling and went to Bali totally fell in love with Bali, which is not so hard to do. <laughs> and uh, decided to move there. So I moved there um alone, which was quite a brave uh, step. And um, yeah, And then I took three years diving deep into inner studies, to continue my inner work, lots of healing um, lots of transformation. Bali really kicks your ass, like energetically speaking, like it can really, um, accelerate transformational processes. That's at least my experience. And it did. And I learned a lot. I studied a lot and yeah, it was a very, very strong and beautiful time in my life. And, um, and I, then I felt, uh, also, I want to, everything that I learned, I want to bring it back to, to the West, to Germany and um, to Europe. And um, yeah, that's what I did. And I came back five years ago. Now we are in Portugal. That's a little bit about my story. So I, as I said, I work as a yoga teacher. I have an online yoga studio that I build in COVID. I, I've written two bestselling books. I educate yoga teachers since five years. So I also give teacher trainings. Um I actually do a lot of different things. I love to, ex- you know, express in different creative ways. I also have my own podcast. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about your story. Um yeah, there's so much that I can absolutely relate to, especially of course the Bali part. Right? So, I went also to Bali to do my yoga teacher training. I never really dove in so deeply into teaching yoga did you feel that right from the start Do you think it's maybe like part of your personality that you go all in when you make a decision to do something
1: Mm, i think well i know many people that you know uh wait until they start teaching or they feel hesitant or um feel shy to teach right away um I always uh, advise my students teach right away if you really want to do it. Otherwise, you know, you do another training and another training, you never feel ready. Um But I also think if it's part of your purpose, if it's easy for you, you're going to do it. Like, um so for me, it was very easy to do it. And it's, it feels very natural. So, and when I did it, when I started teaching, it felt right away like, Wow, that's what I meant to do. Like, that's so easy. And like, compared to what I was doing before, um, being an actress, modeling always felt very easy as well. Acting felt very, very exhausting. <laughs> and not saying that I don't have talent being an actress, but this whole, um, industry and the casting and the preparations and that was very draining and i i think it it was not part of my purpose it was not even though i thought it might be um with my personality it's not because you have to be very um i would say have a thick skin
0: yeah, that's
1: not, what I would have think. Yeah, not being so sensitive um, about, you know, how people look at you at a casting, energies in the room. I'm very sensitive to energies, um, like how people, I can even sometimes hear people thinking, like I hear when they look at me, like what they might think. Like I, I'm very, and I take that, or I took that back then very personal and I w- had no tools to, you know uh, keep my own space and even protect myself and and so I was like feeling constantly a bit lost in that in that world so for me it was not my purpose and I think when we are doing something that's meant for us it feels easy that doesn't mean that it's not work Um and I have days where it doesn't feel easy to teach as well but in general you know, it feels what I do, everything I do feels quite easy and um, in flow. You can say in alignment,
0: probably. Yes. Right? Yeah. Did it take you a while to find your voice as a yoga teacher? How did that evolve?
1: Hmm. Yes, it definitely took a while, and I think it's continuing to change. But that's um, a good
0: thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're always because, evolving and growing, right? Yeah.
1: And, and I think, um, we sometimes the, the human mind tends to think as from about humans as a fixed, uh, being, you know, like that, that's who you are. Like, no, we are constantly transforming and changing, even on a biological level. <laughs> like thousands of cells died last night, you know, and when I look into the mirror, I see the same person, but I'm not you. And that's like, and I think we we can allow ourselves more um to change, you know, and we are allowed to change. We are allowed to change our opinion. We are allowed to change our expression of teaching yoga. We are allowed to change um, what we want to teach, what we want to serve and express into the world. And that's my understanding also of purpose. It can have, you know, for example, Part of my purpose is to speak. I love to speak. Um, but how that can look like can have many forms. It can have the form of a podcast. It can have a form of, you know, teaching in a yoga class, it can have a form of doing a workshop, writing a book. You know, it's different part of speaking, but it's part of my purpose. So I think once you found what you really love and what inspires you, it can take many forms and that can change
0: yeah, but it's also that I think being open to learn and evolve. and I love that it's so such a natural thing in the yoga world. I, I don't know any yoga teacher who doesn't want to do another training <laughs> in some way, right?, yeah. and I think it's the same in the online business world. and it's I, I appreciate. I love that so much. Um, I really wholeheartedly embrace that when you think about so many normal jobs where, for example, a surgeon, or yeah, you, you finish your university, maybe you'd like once in a while you do like another training, but otherwise you just believe you are the God and you are the good at it and the best. And you don't really look at things like, I don't know, working with people who have traumas or something. So maybe it's changing a little bit. Um, I hope it would change. I also hope that maybe that whole world of online education is opening up people to that, to really start learning and not stop learning because you have your university exams. Right. Mm-hmm. But do yeah. more like inner work, um, anything, <laughs> anything really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I think, yeah, um... It's also a mindset, right? I think it's a um, a mindset of society that, you know, once you've finished your exam, you've done a university, you know, check, done that. Now I'm a doctor or now I'm, uh, now I'm a teacher or whatever. And, and now I'm like, can kind of rest back. <laughs> um, but I think, um, it's so important that we keep learning and then we keep that open mind and this learning mindset and then, you know, an, an open mindset um constantly to evolve and i mean even in in some jobs it's required you know for example my mom she's a therapist and she's required to you know do some uh some continuous studies um, and i think that's really important that we keep learning in our field and personally and don't you know settle <laughs> into you know, like now i'm done you know now i'm now i'm I'm good and um yeah it, I think um yeah it's it's definitely important to to keep learning and at the same time I also think that's a great danger in this um optimization um field <laughs> optimizing everything you know in your life so I think it's also like about finding the balance oh that's a good point yes yeah this feeling
0: that you're never good enough yeah
1: i think yeah because endless trainings you can take and endless courses? Mm. I remember once
0: I did an energy retreat in Bali and on the last day our teacher, she actually channeled the um, some Balinese ghosts. I know it sounds very woo-woo but it felt very real in that moment, right? So some spirits basically. So she talked. So the spirits talked through her and, um, her voice changed and everything. It was really, it was really amazing. But anyway, what they said was like that, um, it was amazing. We learned all those things. She, they loved listening to us, but that we shouldn't forget that we are already magnificent as we are. We are already perfect as we are. I think that's such a powerful, beautiful message, no matter if you believe in the spirits or not, right? But that message, that message is so important. You are already magnificent and perfect as you are. Because that's how we are born, right?
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think, yeah, as we said before, on one hand, you know, the... I think on the human level, I like to explain it this way that, you know, our human self needs evolution, our human part, you know, that is imperfect, that has shadows, that has an ego, um, that thinks in separation, that is greedy, that is envious, you know, all this parts we don't like um, about ourselves, but we all have them. And I think this part needs Um, evolution yeah it needs transformation and work and then there's the part which is divine you know which is our soul which is our essence how we are born just pure beings of unconditional love but um, yeah and I think we are both you know we are these two-folded beings of being one part completely perfect um, and I can see it in my little son you know that this what we speak about in the spiritual world about your unconditional love in your essence like that can sound a bit you know like romantic esoteric but it's true you like when you look at a baby at a child like you can see they are in the essence love and they're so pure and each one of us was that baby you know that I'm looking at every day and I can see that um you know and now he's starting to develop a more of a personality and more of an ego, which is equally important in this world. We need um, an identity, we need um some kind of personality because we cannot introduce ourselves and go like, hi, I'm unconditional love. I'm love and light. That's who I am. Like, you know, so we we need a name, we need, you know, some boundaries. Um and I think it's it's both, you know, we are both. We are this perfect being. Um, magnificent already that needs no improvement. That needs no yoga teacher trainings. Um, and at the same time, there's this part that. You know keeps us suffering. There are these parts in our lives. Um, and when we look at the state of the world, we can clearly see that the world is not driven by love and light, that the world is driven by shadows of people, of egos, and of greed. And um, and that creates suffering. And I think the world definitely needs um know the inner work, right? That that is the yoga path, or that is the part path of you know, whatever you want to do is coaching, therapy, healing work. Um, So I think, yeah, both, you know, both is needed um, that we remember both or do both at the same time. And one is not saying the other is not there, you know? So um, I really love the sentence. It's one of my favorites. Um, Your ego and your soul are holding hands.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think that fits really in in your work um I mean you're teaching yoga doing yoga teacher training so let's talk a little bit about your online yoga studio. I think you started it way before the pandemic already, right? or did it start um, with the pandemic?
1: Well, so I had a, um, I was part of the yoga, school of my ex-partner in Bali we just came together and he opened that studio so we kind of from the start started that uh, studio together and you know since then and then our relationship ended and that was really um really sad for me for many reasons but also mainly because we had the studio and a community together and since then I was always dreaming to have my own studio and then I actually looked in munich in germany at different places and um, before that in (laughs)
0: bali yeah before that in bali
1: even thinking about oh my god if i think about it like opening my own studio in bali you know as a woman is like crazy okay but could have could have worked who knows but and then i looked in in munich you know and looked at different places nothing felt right and crazy expensive you know and then we had one studio just right before the t- pandemic. I think the pandemic started like March, April um, 2020. And then um, I think we, we look at a studio in January and we wanted to have it. And it was 10,000 euros a rent a month. Ooh. And we didn't get it and like looking back i'm still praying like saying big thank you we didn't get it i mean imagine like right before the pandemic signing up for a contract of ten thousand euros a month that's like insane so luckily we didn't get that and then the pandemic hit and my partner Marcel, before even um the pandemic happened he said like hey what is about an online studio and i was like ah not sure this going to work. You know, people really like to go to a physical studio. It's all about the all, whole atmosphere in the studio, you know, with the stature and the incense. And, you know, and, but then he said, ah, it might work. So, but then, you know, COVID happened and, and then I started giving some online classes and they were really popular. Like I remember I gave my first, uh, like live, I mean, before I did some YouTube videos and and Facebook lives, mm-hmm. but, you know, not regularly, and then I started doing that on Zoom. And then the whole Zoom thing started, um, and then I think on on Easter Sunday I had a thousand people in my class. Oh and my god! Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like like what? And then I continued to give classes, and people were super, you know, really longing for this. You know, first time with the lockdown, and everything and. And then I realized, well, I cannot teach all this alone. I don't have the capacity because I was at the same time, I was writing a book and it was like, you know, so I was like, oh, I, I need, I need support. Ah, well, I, you know, I educated some teachers already. So great, you know, and, and I saw so on Instagram, some people, teachers uh, started um, also doing some yoga by themselves, you know, but which is really hard to get an audience by yourself. And they also didn't have the right equipment or not professional sound equipment and so it's like well maybe that's a chance let's think about it to start an online studio and yeah and that was like an exciting step you know because it's it's also a step of um of letting go for me uh, for me personally um to to say like okay because i can perfectly do it by myself do it alone but then going like, well, let's share what I have built, also the audience that I've built on social media the last 10 years. Um, so let's, let's share this and let's give other teachers also a platform. And, you know, and that's also a way for me to step back a little bit and, um, to, to give a platform f- for other teachers and to share the audience and, yeah, and then we we did that and we invested quite a lot of money in very professional equipment and my partner supported me in getting into the technical part of it, you know, and he really digged into like which camera, which headset, you know, and lights. And so we equipped every teacher. We started with um four teachers, including me, uh, two and a half years ago. And yeah, and then we grew and uh, now we are six teachers and uh, or seven seven i think (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah but one is going into the baby pause that's why i'm already like oh but um yeah so so now we have seven teachers we have a big audience we are um, one of the most successful studios online studios in in the whole german speaking room and in dach so germany switzerland and, and austria and yeah it's it's running really well and it's really successful. And even after the whole lockdown ended and even after, um, you know, the shops opened again and we were allowed to go outside and still we have a huge community, a big fan base and that we've built over the last couple of years. I'm really proud of that. It's amazing.
0: I love it. Yes. I think it's an amazing space that you created there and also that you really, that you share it. Um, So are the teachers, they did your yoga teacher training or do you also have teachers who just apply to
1: teach or? Um, No. So for me, something that became really clear for me, um, opening up the yoga studio of my ex partner in Bali. And, you know, I did so many yoga classes, joined myself, you know, so many classes in different studios around the world. And, I can say like something I see as a, you know, success asset is to have a red line, to have a concept, a clear vision for your studio and not teaching whatever style. So here a little bit of yin, here a little bit of kundalini, here a little bit of vinyas, here a little bit of shtanga, here a little bit. So like a, it for me, it feels like a huge buffet, you know, <laughs> and people who don't know anything about the yoga style just you know bumping from one style to another like feeling maybe a little bit lost and there's they don't know what to expect you know people who never did yoga before and so for me it was very important to have a very clear line and a very clear vision for what we're standing for in the studio and that works that's one of our success assets um And that was also for the Studio in Bali that a very clear line. So we're teaching traditional tantric hatha yoga. We're teaching in alignment with the Ayurvedic rules, um, with the Ayurvedic guidelines for a balanced life. That means, for example, in the mornings, we teach energetically awakening practices and in the evening, calming and balancing practices, grounding practices. So in the morning, You know, it's, we call it sun yoga and in the evening it's moon. And that's in alignment with the rhythms of the day. And it's also in alignment with our nervous system. You know, so many people struggling going to sleep at night and, but it's not surprising if you do anything aggravating in the evening, like going hardcore, um, I don't know, into a fitness studio, Um, pumping weights or going into a very sweaty vinyasa class is shooting up your nervous system, um, into you know the sympathetic nervous system, which is related to our go, go, go with our fight and flight response. So, means you come home and you're totally awake, you know, that means you cannot sleep and that makes no sense. So, it's way better, you know, to, I mean, now I think the word sleeping routine, sleeping hygiene is now a little bit, you know, people knowing these kind of words, but Ayurveda is teaching this for thousands of years that we actually should live in alignment with nature means, you know, when the sun goes down, the roosters start sleeping, right? So we also should like, should shoot our computers down when the sun goes down, you know, and with the... Starting off the electrical light, we are, we can stay up, you know, till the middle of the night, but that's not good for our sleeping rhythm. Um, So we are, we are definitely teaching in alignment with um, these principles. We're also teaching um, a holistic way of yoga, means in every class, you experience breathing, you experience meditation, which is the goal of yoga actually. So many classes I've attained um, really were missing on the breathing and the meditation part, which is essential for yoga and to experience a, you know, a, a yogic state. So um yeah, Shavasana, of course. And um so it's not only about the physical, but also more about the energetical. And that needs a specific training. So yes, most of the teachers did the training with me or... At least they did a fifty-hour training. So this system is not coming from me personally. I am a student of uh, Yoga Rupa Radstrijker, who is a master teacher and who's teaching this style since I don't know forty years. I think he's now in his sixties, and um, so he's he's uh, teaching this this style. He has you know other teachers who he trained and. So for me, it's, it's important that we all speak the same language. Um, but we also, you know, integrating like yin yoga, um, or meditation and pranayama. And there I'm also open to receive, um, people um, who maybe did a yin training or a specific meditation training. And, um, yeah. And I'm, we also give in workshops. I mean, mainly for me, it's really important that that people have this holistic view on yoga and the understanding that yoga is not a sport. It's not a gymnastic. <laughs> um, the asana is a very small part of yoga. And it's really about um, liberation yoga. It's about the liberation of suffering. It's letting go of everything that makes you suffer and remembering who you are, what you are in your essence. and. That's the goal of yoga, and if there is no part in the yoga practice where there is a moment of silence, a moment of contemplation, breathing, um, then I think it's really missing out on the essential parts. Oh yes,
0: I love that that you have such a clear niche and direction for your studio, and then you also enhance it. I mean, like in your podcast, that's not really. Sharing yoga videos or how-to videos, and you don't really do that, do you? Do a lot of like free yoga content still, or are you really focused now on podcasts, your books, talking? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I do once a month, uh, a twenty-minute yoga shorty for youtube like a very you know for people who like just have 20 minutes and just quickly i don't know want to release for their shoulders and or focusing on opening the hips and i also like to that's a little gift for me uh like that i give for people and which is free you know my podcast is totally free um so and then yeah i mean my my vision for the next or my, what I would like to focus on, uh, for the next, um, few years is definitely, um, you know, the podcast is something I really love doing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking in my mind about some, you know, formats that can also move into it or like, that it can transform into the podcast, maybe some a live podcast, or you know, uh bring a little bit more interaction into that. And um I'm preparing my next book. That's really exciting. When and is it coming out? Yeah, <laughs> it's not even written. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> it's not even written. Um well let's see. Um I'm planning on maybe end of 2024 yeah it's a long
0: process yeah yeah
1: that's a long process i mean in the meantime there's coming out a yoga box um now in march it's coming out a box
0: um ah, yeah because a, i remember there was a book but it's already basically in production and it's just like coming out i mean I, I re-
1: i've published. written this two two books and yeah. now we're launching a box which is related to the first book which is cards you know basically um cards where you can um create your own yoga practice with these cards and um the special thing about my first book is that it's really speaking about the energetic effects of the asana not only like i don't know it stretches your hamstring the forward fold no it's also you know calming your nervous systems you know uh aggravating your parasympathetic nervous system it's uh opening your first chakra speaking to your first and second chakra and stuff like that you know so it's more about the energetic effect of the asana than just only like what it does to your body so what is it also doing to your mind and your energetic body yeah so and then we we bring out this box which i think is Amazing. And I would have loved to have a box like this when I started my first yoga teacher training, you know, like where are really the main asanas, you know, not all, I mean, thousands of variations we have in, you know, of asanas, but like the the main asanas and just like, okay, cool. I can put these in this order. I can create my own little sequence with some cards, which can be fun, or I can use the cards to prepare my own yoga practice or my class. And yeah, so that's a it's a fun thing.
0: <laughs> I remember when we launched your first online course. I helped you with that. And I um looking back, I it's so inspiring how you really embraced like all those new things, right? That are a little bit outside of your comfort zone like for everybody. I think, filming the video, setting it up, choosing a course platform, promoting it. Um, it was like a completely different language that you have to learn, basically, <laughs> moving to another country, probably the same. Um, yes. How Can you share something about that journey as an entrepreneur as well, as a business owner, how you evolved there?
1: Yeah, I would I would love to. I'm actually also preparing my my uh, next online course um to the chakra book. Uh so related to the chakra book there's something I'm um actually starting next week uh recording this next huge online course and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I think you know, being an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur um self-sustained since Ever, you know, since I am left school. So, but it definitely took years to get into self-organization, self-planning, uh, self-discipline. It's nothing that comes supernatural to me. You know, some people say like, and it's very funny when, when people say that to me. Oh, Wanda, some of your strength is you are so structured and disciplined. And then I always have to smile because that's something I hardly trained. That's nothing that comes natural to me naturally i'm more like this emotional butterfly that you know goes from flower to flower and just like creatively flows around like that's more me you know so i had to really you know find my way and i'm still adapting you know what's really working what's not working um you know putting on priority lists and goals and you know little goals along the way to the big goal and you know stuff like that and getting structured and um prioritizing that's still something like that I'm struggling with because I have so many ideas and I'm so creative and I think many people have this you know like from the Ayurvedic perspective, like I'm a Vata Pitta. So I have a lot of air, means a lot of, you know, mental energy, creative energy. And I have also a lot of drive, but that means that I can also you know, throw my energy into too many directions and not stay focused on one thing. And then nothing gets done, right? So I really had to learn to discipline myself to stay with one thing and, you know, pull it through and do it till the end and not like get lost in here and there and writing here a little and there a little. And, you know, so that's really something I I had to train myself and, um, had to stick with. And it's, it's not always easy because, as I said, I'm I'm naturally different. So, for example, writing a book is not as romantic as as it sounds, as at least not for me. I don't know how it is to write a novel. Like I always imagine, like writers, you know, sitting on an open window next to the ocean, <laughs> overlooking the ocean, like you know, having the cup of tea, like being super. But for me, at least, it was not like that. Like um, I mean, I also. I wrote uh, I wrote two books um also nearly both in the pandemic time which was you know even more internalized but I I really felt like you just have to go to your desk and write even though you don't feel inspired you don't you you're not feeling like writing but you have to you know because you have a deadline and you have to just get it done and and that's just you know that's I think it's one of the um also success um rules if you can say is to stay committed and to keep going and no matter what and even in times of you don't feel like it you and and there are many moments where you don't feel like it <laughs> and um and just you know find some way of inspiration inside of you or motivating yourself and yeah so i really um, grew into it and also now my business grew over the last, I would say, three years a lot. And also meaning I have, I started to invest in, in people who work with me. And I have now, um, I think, f- no, I mean, I have six teachers who work for me and five, um, freelancers who work with me. So 11 people in total. Um, and I'm continuing to, you know, to, um, to find, I'm just in the, in the process of job interviews with other people who uh, can support my business because, um, I'm realizing, you know, I'm, I'm a young mom as well. My baby is one and a half years and I have limited time and energy and I have to be very smart in, when I have time, what to put it into and what to say yes to and what to say no to and be more smart with my energy levels, with my time resources, capacities. So being more realistic about that and also outsourcing, really um, getting help. And I think that's some of the, you know, um, I think we also talked about it, that um, investing early on speaking from business perspective, into um people who help you grow your business and support you in what you're doing that you can focus on what is your strength and not doing all the things you cannot do. Like for example, like I took such a long time and I think if I wouldn't have invested in um an accountant, I would be in jail today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, honestly, like, I am so bad, you know, with numbers and invoices. And I mean, who loves that? But there are people who love that. Like, they are. Like, I know. Yeah. Love... They become accountants. <laughs> yeah. They become accountants. Like, it's, it's amazing. Like, I have so much respect for people like that, you know, who like just love to transfer money back and forth. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I really found an amazing woman who I'm working with now since four years and I don't know why I did that even earlier in my life you know that's like she's doing all you know the um the invoice stuff and and the the bank transfers and uh paying bills and uh paying um steuer what is that? Texas. <laughs> taxes yeah. my favorite topic um yeah so so that's great you know and and that's like one of of the things I hate so great that somebody else is doing it you know and she has a you know good job with me so so that's also great you know she's happy with that so yeah so I think um it's important to to get help early on in your in your own business
0: yeah and I think it's also important to I mean you know, it's, it goes step by step so when you're just getting started, not get overwhelmed by that mountain or look at somebody else's business, right? You didn't start with where you are today with six people teaching and five other people working for you. You started by yourself and started growing your social media and then one then followed like the YouTube videos and then came the podcast, the studio, not to do, not to think you have to do everything
1: at once. Right, and also um, do more of what you really love and step-by-step step also, you do, as you said, you don't have to do it all. So for example, um, if you don't like YouTube, then just don't do it. Like, you know, it's it's not a necessity to, to do YouTube, for example. And and yeah, and, and really to, because there's so many opportunities, I think, as a self as an entrepreneur as a self-sustaining yoga teachers things you can do you know and and that are possibilities and um to really choose wisely what you want to put your energy into and what to focus on from the different standpoints you know what brings money what really brings you joy i think that's even more important than money yeah. like because the the joy and the money will follow the joy You know, and then people will feel when you're passionate about something and when you're really good at something and then the money will come. And then um, also from a strategy standpoint, you know, some things are just strategically wise to do. Maybe they're not the greatest joy in your life, but maybe they're good to do sometimes, you know. Um, Yeah. So so I think this are for at least for me, these are some parameters I look at when I make decisions, you know. And, um, yeah. And as you say, slowly, slowly, and you know, I was, it's not so long ago. I mean, it's now, I think it's like seven years ago in Bali. I was sitting, and I, I remember that very clearly sitting by myself, heartbroken in a jungle hut, doing my yoga practice, crying, feeling alone, not knowing what the future holds not knowing where to get money from i had big struggles with working permit in in bali and you know and it was just a moment in my life where i was like fuck like i have no idea how this is going to continue and it's not so long ago seven years you know it's like this and um yeah so wherever you are right now in your life i yeah i think when you have like, you know, a dream, something that, that's in your heart, um, to, to be patient and to also to be consistent with what you're doing and, and to be positive about it and, you know, keep, keep doing what you love. And I think when we do what we love, we are also good in, in that <laughs> most of the time. Yes.
0: No, I totally agree. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think when you don't have joy, yeah, the money will follow and you're not going to be able to be consistent, right? But I also oh, sure. think sometimes you have to look at why you don't want to do something. And sometimes it's just because it's like outside of your comfort zone or fear is holding you back. So I think that awareness needs to be there as well, because otherwise it's just easy to, oh, no, yeah, I'm not doing that um but maybe maybe you would really grow it's like you know like it's this journey of self discovery and evolution i think being an entrepreneur as well and um, just to try for things sure. out for a few months before you say no thank you that's not for me
1: for sure that's- i mean i i i have had to do or i'm still have to do many things i feel not super comfortable with like it, or not familiar with yet you know for example how what it means to have um the, you know they, they're not employed but you know people i work with on a regular basis freelancers and how to give very clear briefings and how to handle people who work with you and then i had i had a, a fixed entrep- um, employee also and i had to learn um in which way you know how to be a boss, basically, like to other people, like that's something very new to me. That's because I had I was my own boss for so long, and then suddenly people working for me, and I need to get f- give feedback. How to give feedback in a you know gentle, constructive way, you know, also to my teachers. I'm also you know mentoring my teachers. I'm giving feedback regularly to their. I look at their videos. I give feedback, you know, and how to do that in a way that the other person can receive it and. You know, all of that I had to learn, you know, and I'm getting better in it. And I'm I'm much better in that's also relates to communication skills and how we say things and, and, and empathy. And, you know, so there's so much to learn when you work with people and, and in a, in a business and it's something I'm, I'm learning and, um, yeah. And, and, what you said, you know, for about the online course, for example, I think, yeah that's that's also something that felt very um unfamiliar for me in the beginning and um yeah and it's I think it's it's also something that um yeah to organize yourself in a way to you know have help from people who can help you with things you don't feel so comfortable with maybe um for example if you have to write a text about the online course and you don't feel wow, I'm not sure if that text is is great. Maybe you have someone in your, you know, you don't need to right away find a freelancer, but maybe you have a friend or, you know, who's good in, in writing writing, you know, and, and or a mom or something. And then you can ask, like, hey mom, can you can you reread my text? Or can you, you know, ask people, look at a different online courses, how are other people doing it? And you know, step by step, like you know, um, growing into, into this new thing.
0: Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing about your journey. And um, I think it's so, yeah, like I'm excited about your future. (laughs) For sure. I think like, you know, there's so many opportunities um, that we just didn't have just like 10 years ago. Mm. And um, to really, and I think there are new things coming and opening up all the time. And, possibilities to be creative and inspired and share really in a completely new way. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen, what's going to come. I'm for sure going to follow you. Um, So where can people go to learn more about you and to follow you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, um, Susanne. I really also love to share about this you know um this business part of of um being a yoga teacher also because i think it's still there are some beliefs i don't know maybe you have spoken about that belief in your podcast as well about that belief um we should not earn money with yoga or um that's unethical or or whatever you know things like that and i think um I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I think that's bullshit for the reason that yoga is a path of self knowledge, you know, of understanding yourself better. And there are experts in that field, like in any field, are like, you know, you go to a doctor when you have a broken knee, you, you know, you go to a health consultant if you want to know something about food, you know, so there are people who, you know, did a lot of trainings and study deeply into this path of yoga. So, um, why should these people not are allowed to earn money with what they can do best with their profession? Like, like other people do that are professionalized in a specific field, you know, and support and help people with yoga and bring healing to people. And it can do so much for people. And, um, yeah, I th- I think that's um that's an old belief um I I think and I can speak for myself but I think as long as we do something like for me yoga is definitely a way of service. Um yes, I need to sustain my living with that also but I'm also doing service. For example, giving content completely free like, you know, sitting myself down recording podcasts about yoga philosophy for two hours, you know, spending money for a cutter who's cutting my podcast. You know, that's all expenses I have, like doing free yoga classes. I'm also donating every month a lot of money to animals, to, you know, nature, I am supporting a Portuguese mom right now right here in in Portugal um with month with a monthly fee so she can have a babysitter you know so i my mindset is really about you know service and i think as long as we're not greedy and as long as we keep the balance about also giving to others i think there's nothing wrong with earning money with yoga or with coaching or um and i think it's about balance right i think um yeah but that's a whole different conversation we could go deeper into <laughs> but i just wanted to um to make that statement um and i yeah I, I enjoy to speak about it and um because i think it's it's very natural also to wanting to be successful and wanting to have abundance and that's okay and that's okay you know that's all so,
0: right i think and yeah, yeah. And especially as a woman, it's so important, right? So it's so easy to say that typical woman professions um, were healing or like nursing or teaching that you don't choose that for the money. So it doesn't need to get paid well.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. But so I think yeah. it's a
0: bigger patriarch issue actually as well behind that and it's something that it's a message that i talk about all the time and that i really want to enforce is that we it's okay to be ambitious and you deserve financial abundance and you and then you can share it abundantly everything but it's also an energy exchange money yeah yes so stop playing
1: small exactly exactly 100 percent I I agree. Um, yeah. So now we could talk another hour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's do another
0: podcast about that. <laughs> I think that's another episode. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. It's definitely a big episode. Um, yeah, so but you ask where where people can find me. So people can find me on my website one the So maybe you can put it in the show notes. Um, there you find um Things I offer, like my my books, retreats. I give a live retreat this year in Portugal in October. I'm really looking forward. It's going to be a self-care women's retreat. So just for women. We're um, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'm giving my yoga teacher training. There's a waiting list. It starts in April. Um, yeah, and um, my online studio, of course. Um, regular live classes I give. At the moment, I teach twice a week live and yeah and the podcast think... so listen and to my podcast. podcast it's in yes. german
0: so <laughs> um it's yeah, only for it's german, german language there are also yeah. some
1: yeah there are also some english episodes but yeah it's it's uh, mainly in german
0: but I think you had one episode with Yoga Girl, right? For example. Yeah, just recently. One. Yeah, I,
1: as I said, I also invite international guests uh, once in a while, and um, yes, recently I had Rachel Brayton, Yoga Girl, on the show. That was amazing. Really beautiful conversation. Um, yeah. So, so we're going to link to that from the show notes as well. Yes. 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 yes let's do that.
0: Thank you so much for being here, Wanda. It was really so lovely to talk to you and catch up. And um, yeah, all the best to Portugal.
1: Yeah, thank you so (laughs) much for the invite, Susanna. It was really, really lovely to to talk. And um, yeah, looking forward to see you soon again. And thank you all for listening and spending time with us today.